0: Welcome to Social Proof, a podcast about influence brought to you by Soapbox. We're in the business of social media and influencer marketing, so we talk to people every day who've built brands, fans, and followers. We're intrigued by the idea of influence. What makes certain people so compelling? Join us each and every week as we raise our glasses with captivating individuals and dig into what it means to develop a personal brand and have true influence. Cheers to real people and riveting stories. Welcome to Social Proof, a podcast about influence with Soapbox. We are so excited to be here today with Shannon Siriano Greenwood. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. We're so excited about this. I was thrilled that you were able to join us. And why don't you tell listeners who you are and what you do with yourself?
1: Yeah. Well, um, my name is Shannon, and I take naps. <laughs> um, <laughs> the best I enjoy do other stuff I've ever too, but, like That's my like, <laughs> primary goal Expertise. and yeah. um, activity that I enjoy the most. Um, but because I have to work, no, because I enjoy my work so much, I'm also the founder of RebelCon and the Rebel Community. So what we do is help connect working women, women who work with each other to find support in sharing stories with one another. We host a conference. We have a membership community. And we have a program called Swell where we do roundtables. So you're matched up with women that are similar to you but not exactly like you to to find support, whether it's in work or life. I
0: love it so much. Wow. So our mutual friend, Catherine Wench first connected us. Uh, and I was fortunate to attend Rebel was it year before last, I believe, um, in mm-hmm. Richmond, Virginia. Was mm-hmm. it in Richmond? Am I making that up? Yeah. Because you're based in Richmond and the conference is always in Richmond. Is that right? Always in Richmond. Yes. Yeah. I love it. So talk about that a little bit, because Richmond is just a really riveting community to me.
1: It is. Yeah. I'm not originally from here, but I've been here about 10 years. And the cool thing about Richmond is we are close to large metropolitan areas, but we are not one. Yeah. Mm. So we have the many benefits of being close to D.C., Philadelphia, New York, quick train trip up and down the East Coast. But we are still a small community, so there's a lot of support, especially for small businesses. There's a lot of excitement about startups. There are some really cool creative companies here. We have a huge advertising agency here that works with, you know, mega clients, mm-hmm. and that attracts some really cool talent. Yeah. Um, so I love Richmond. It's this just kind of cool, gritty, creative, buzzing place where people want to help each other.
0: So true. Um,
1: and yeah, so that's how we settled. I mean, I've lived in a lot of places, big cities, small cities, and this one was just the right size for me.
0: I love it. It's such a neat place. And i the experience that I had at Rebel is one of my all-time favorites. I mean, we get to attend a lot of conferences in our line of work, and rarely is there something that I can really look at and know it, it will be wonderful from both a personal and a professional standpoint and Rebel was just i mean ground shaking for me i just had an incredible experience so i would love for you to talk about it a little bit more and then maybe even segue into um how did rebel con and everything that surrounds it come to be
1: sure yeah well i mean those two things are very much tied together right i had my personal experience of working and working really, really, really hard and then burning out really extravagantly and thinking like, oh, it was just that job. Let me try to do something else. And then going really, really, really hard and burning out again and doing that a few times before I figured out, maybe it's not the work, maybe it's me. Mm -hmm. And I... Didn't really hear anybody talking about that. I think burnout is way more of a conversation now than it was when we got started and when Mm -hmm. I was going through this experience. I was trying to figure out how to make my way in the world. How do I be successful? How do I do something that's meaningful for me? And I didn't feel like I had a lot of examples. There's plenty of conferences or classes or places you can go to learn how to be successful at work, Mm -hmm. but it's a lot harder to figure out how to do it in your own life. I really wanted to hear from women that I was looking up to, like, what, like what is going on behind the scenes? Like, mm-hmm. there was not enough conversations for me of what's going on behind the scenes. Like, sure, you're going to tell me about financials. You're going to tell me about networking. You're going to tell me about the tools that you've used to get to where you are. But like, how did it really go down? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm really nosy about. Mm-hmm. I and love so, that. Catherine, our mutual friend, is actually the perfect example of this, right? She's willing to pull back the curtain and show people like how it's really going on Mm -hmm. behind the scenes. And that was what we wanted to do with Rebel. We wanted for women to know you can create your own thing. You can pave your own way. And here are some examples that you can follow of people who are doing that. So it's all connected, right? Your personal, your professional, your identity, like we're not one way or another way We're who we right. are all the time. And so that's really what we address with our conference and our events of like, yeah, cool. You have this job title, but like, what does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I love that.
0: You, you, um, I think one of the things that I fell in love with about you in the beginning, and one of the reasons I think Catherine said, you, you need to know Shannon. Um, and we had Catherine on a few weeks yeah. ago. It was, yeah. it was super fun. Any conversation with Catherine is a good time. Um, but I, I love that you have this passion for um, reaching out to women you admire and, and then just to your point, you know, peeling back the onion. And it's a lot of what we are attempting to do here with Social Proof as well. Um, and just having that kind of real talk about, um, you know, honestly, our industry, influencer marketing and, and the industries you've played in, you've touched retail and CPG, as we were discussing earlier, um, they're, they're super hard-driving And I think the expectations and the curtains and and all of the things that people are dealing with in these industries and really any industry are just prolific. And there aren't enough people who I think are saying, okay, time out. Let's make sure you're taking care of the whole person um, so that you can bring your best self. It's something we care a lot about. A lot about.
2: (laughs) And I feel like it makes you... (laughs) <laughs> makes you realize just like, okay, do I really love what I do? Is it making me a better person? Because when you look at it as a whole, like, you're thinking of myself as like work and like out of work, just like a holistic standpoint of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's huge. It is.
0: I love it. So there is yeah. no
2: burnout, like you said. Yeah. Oh, it's real. Burnout <laughs> is really real. Yeah.
1: Um, I was just talking this morning to a female founder in Spain, actually. She connected with me on LinkedIn and she was like, you know, all these female founders and we're getting ready to raise capital and we're operating in a newish space, which is called FemTech. So it's Ooh, essentially yeah. technology mm-hmm. products for women. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about she has to look Like she has it all together all the time. That's how you can raise capital to grow a business. That's how you have to operate as a CEO when you're trying to get investors to give you money. And she's like, I don't really have a place that I can go and talk about what's really happening. Is that what you do? And I'm like- Exactly. Yes. That's exactly you what it is. Awesome. Awesome. Like, yes. <laughs> you put the armor on when you go out there and you get those dollars. But then here's a safe space where you yeah. can talk about like how it's really going mm-hmm. and where you don't have to put on the front.
0: You know, that was one of the things that really struck me when I attended Rebel, which just felt like, um, I mean, this very random thing. Like, I mean, Catherine says, I need to get on a plane and go to Richmond, Virginia and go to this. I'm in. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, But I remember standing outside the door um, of the conference and you guys do a wonderful job. In fact, we've taken a lot of plays from your playbook in making sure that the experience of Rebel starts right there at that door. And it is infused throughout. You do that incredibly. But what strikes me most is what you were just talking about with the armor. It felt so warm. You know, for someone who literally hopped on a plane and came to a city where she knew two people, um, I just felt enveloped from the moment I walked in the door. And every single part of the weekend, the experience, the speakers, the attendees felt so warm and welcoming, which we strive really hard for yeah. in the people that we touch and interact with at Soapbox. So I'd love for you to unpack that because that's no small feat to infuse no. an entire event and and all of these people. How do you how do you drive that?
1: Yeah. Well it's interesting. I got the best compliment from a woman who came to one of our events and she said to me, Well, Shannon, your events are so special because everyone knows each other. And I just laughed because yeah. That's just not true, right? Right. Like people came clearly wherever on a plane and had like never set foot in there before. Right. But right, that feeling really was that like, oh, like everybody's friends here and they all know each other. And I think it it comes from a a few things. First, like I kind of have to lead by example in that, right? In that like I have to show up and be really open and willing to share Mm. and be part of the community versus just like the person on the stage leading the thing. And that I know is hard for people to do when you want to be the performer or you want to be the leader and you want to seem like you have it all together. And I'm like, no, no, like I will sit in the audience. While the speakers are speaking, I'm going to cry just like you're going to cry, Right, right. what have you. But the other thing that we've done, again, from the very beginning, when we started our very first event, we got a big team of ambassadors together to help us work on it. Mm-hmm. So by having that team of like 10 or so people that like, mm-hmm. they got the vibe, they knew what we were trying to do. They knew the goal is not just like, let's do this inspiring thing, but like, let's make people feel really seen mm-hmm. and heard that was sprinkled in, like you could not help but feel that way because we are essentially like planted in here that we're going to be starting it that way. Right. And we really only had to host one event for that to just be the standard. And then from there on, anyone that had come from a previous event or had a previous experience, they showed up like they're ready to go. Mm -hmm. It's so funny to see it now. We just hosted a a virtual panel last night, on the topic of money which is like mm-hmm. a very emotional thing that people don't like to talk about and as you know virtual is different and then there's yeah. not the same interaction between people the whole time the whole chat is just like blowing <laughs> up oh, with people that. sharing super personal super emotional things wow. about money and yeah. i was like what is happening <laughs> like it was just blowing me away but it it reminded me people want to share. Like we want to talk about things that are not talked about. And so give me an opportunity to do that. And like, I'm going all in on that. Yeah, Obviously it's different online than it is in person, right? There's other elements of event design and the curation of your program and like even things down to the, like where the breaks are, what kind of tables your snacks are on. There's so many pieces that like, Find a good wedding planner and she can like drop all the knowledge Ooh, for you. But like yeah, there are so things nerd. that you can do to make people talk to each other yeah. with the way you set up your space. Mm-hmm. And that coming from a hospitality background back back in the day, huh. I knew those little tricks of like intriguing. You never want people sitting at a table at registration if you want people to feel welcome. Mm-hmm. They feel welcome when they greet people eye to eye when they're walking into an event. So like mm-hmm. I mean, I could go all crazy on event design and oh, community my building, but those are Perhaps the things that you make your should. experience different <laughs> and you don't even know. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't even know that that's why.
0: You know, we um I've talked to you about speaking at our conference at Megaphone Summit, which obviously, given the state of the world has been tragically put on hold for quite some time. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um I don't even know that we will try to execute this year. Um, in person is so important yeah. for us. And you've done an amazing job of pivoting to virtual um, for a variety of reasons. I'm we glad it looks won't.
1: that way. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The duck paddling, right? <laughs> um, when I heard you guys both just sigh, we, about like lovingly, osponing, yeah. I was like, I know this sigh. Like yes. I feel it it's so deep. Weird. Like, I sigh with you. Yes, we thank it. you.
0: Well, I think we need to have a consultation with you when we start to rebuild yeah. because obviously we want to have you here as a speaker and host you and bring you in, but it'd be neat to kind of share some of these ideas because our attendees, um, it's typically about 250 to 300. It's it's small. It's not tiny. The best size. Uh, the best size, and it's so important to us that everyone feel seen and welcomed and, you know, it's the demonstration of how we try to interact with our community of influencers every day. So that's that's tough stuff to capture. So I and, know Shar has questions for you. I have one more selfishly. Um, I think you kind of alluded to this, but you have this impeccable sense of style. Um, And I also love the way that you've incorporated that, um, like I found Sydney Bass Lester through you and several other like closet stylists. And I know you've got some style background in the family, but it's interesting to me that you, both your event and you uh, come across so polished, right? You have, you know, I think kind of perfected that art of appearance and a, a great style and sophisticated look. And yet you're able to bring that warmth and approachability that makes it feel like you're in a hoodie and sweats. And I just want to hear you talk about that. <laughs> well,
1: you know I always end in a hoodie and sweats by the <laughs> yes, end of my events. Like I do. I always wear like a really nice dress for the morning mm-hmm. and then I am in sweatshirt and sneakers by the end of the day. It's the best. My brother Cute hates sneakers, it. Though. He's like, Why can't you just wear a nice outfit the whole time? <laughs> like whatever this is my life like you worry about yourself you know I feel like I learned how to like dress the part and I'm saying that in air quotes like from my like terrible brainwashing in corporate America when I first Mm. started Mm. I'm working on like undoing that because I don't look polished and put together most of my life (laughs) but I do like to dress up right so it's like it's like that um you know, I want to dress up and like go for drinks with my girlfriends, but I also want to be in sweats under a blanket. And so I feel like I have to do both in these events. Yeah. But that being said, like, again, the design and the way things look do affect your experience. And I know very little about like interior decor. Like if you would see my house, you'd be like, what? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) But I understand how important it is. So I find people that they're really good at that Mm -hmm. so that they can bring that piece to the puzzle. You know, I think what I'm like, what I'm actually best at is, like, finding people that are really good at stuff that I'm Clearly. not good at. Yes. And that's what I do. That's what relate. I really try to do. So, like, people are like, oh, my God, this event is so beautiful. And I was like, yeah, no, yeah. I literally had nothing to do with that <laughs> other than I made this person work with us. So, thank I, you.
2: Hey, at least you know your strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> totally. That's you just know that. Yeah. <laughs> so I love true. that. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm curious just with—I know— Again, the state of the world right now, but just what does your day to day look like? Mm. Just with being like owning your own thing, and what does that look like for you? (laughs) She's like, I know my husband won't listen to this, so I
1: can tell the truth. I don't really want him to know what I do all day. (laughs) Like all day this past Monday, I watched four episodes of Bridgerton because I just really (laughs) needed some rest.
2: You just needed to like
1: take it in. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it now and I might watch it again, but... I love it. No, actually, it's funny. I've been really working on my morning routine and I know mm. this is like kind of... um Yeah. I don't know, like an annoying thing. Like, oh, like have a good morning routine. No, we routine. love it. We want to hear it. But I love my yeah. morning routine now. I wake up with my little... I have little kids and I wake up with them and I do nothing like no chores or activities or things happen in the morning for us mm. we sit on the sofa and we snuggle and we watch tv and mm. we eat breakfast together where so i used to be like Serene. oh like i need to be up and like getting them ready and yeah. like no tv and like i'm right. like no like we're gonna snuggle for an hour when we wake up that's every morning best. because when do you get to snuggle your kids when you're not exhausted totally, totally. that's so, so smart i'm stealing this it's I mean i'm sure and by so 17 you 17 really will be. Really <laughs> to get those on. Yeah. Then we do the battle of like, put your shoes on, put your socks on, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I am very fortunate in that my kids still go to daycare, even in COVID quarantine times. I yeah. know that that is not the case for most people. It yeah. has been really mm-hmm. essential for my mental health to not be alone <laughs> in my home with a three-year-old and a six-year-old. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I drop them off. And then I come home and then I have like an hour for me. And so Mm. I'll go on a walk. I do my meditation. I eat breakfast. I shower. I try not to wash my hair because I hate washing my hair, but sometimes you have to. And uh, (laughs) then I go to work and I do most of my like smart brain things in the morning. Mm. Then I have lunch. And then I usually have meetings or interviews like this or Mm -hmm. things in the afternoon where I get to talk to other people that are cool. I love it. And when I get really lonely, I call my friends and I make them Facetime me, even though they're supposed to be working. <laughs> and then I go home. And I'm like, I think I need a Facetime My husband you. has been making dinner lately, which is amazing. Oh, same. Uh, yeah, yeah you We're actually. working on getting my children to go to sleep, but it's like really a battle right now. So I usually mm-hmm. lay on someone's bed for like an hour and try not to fall asleep myself, yes. <laughs> and then I go to bed.
2: I feel like That's I'm my like day. in your house right <laughs> now with you. I know. That I was very it. vivid yeah. and I
0: it was so relatable and I was laughing yeah. as you were talking about that because I am, I know that my 17-year-old and 10-year-old will be thrilled when I'm like, "Let's start
1: our it's day with kind of snuggles."
2: Time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they would be like, get away
2: from you, you crazy no, person. So me. right. Like I'm trying to like get you it while must. I got it. Right. Yes. That's I so honestly good. love that you brought up having quiet mornings because I feel like so often people are like, I'm not, I've gotten better at mornings and it's that it's having a quiet morning and not like a, okay, if I knock off seven things off my to-do list in the morning, mm-hmm. then my day is going to be better. I'm like, actually, no, yeah. I need that quiet time. And it really like, I've been loving it. Mm-hmm. I've been getting up like two hours earlier. I'm so proud of Shar. This isn't
0: we really like talking <laughs> about morning major. routines. Yeah. So you have
2: the right So you did it. Yeah. <laughs> you integrated it in without us asking. <laughs>
1: Love it. So great. Well, you know, Jeff Bezos doesn't take a meeting till 10 a.m. because he likes to putter mm-hmm. around in the morning. Yes. The, I mean, the, like the puttering. I love it. Okay, I'm gonna Thank putter. you, Bezos, yeah. for not making me feel like I have to work out in the morning.
0: Yes, 100 percent. So I'm actually weird because that's, Shar knows this, I've gotten, I can't claim to be a morning person, but I've somehow like kind of accidentally become one. And I do, I, yeah. I work out really freaking early. Um, I get up at, I'm usually working out five forty-five or six fifteen, and I don't even oh know who I am as a person gosh. anymore. Gosh, um, but do it! I know. I, I don't know. I think it's because <laughs> I'm elderly now. I'm forty-three, and as you get older, you just like start waking up earlier. <laughs> I think. That's probably what it <laughs> is. Just called herself elderly. I As mean, I, I, if you, you like didn't it. drink enough
1: wine the oh, night, no. night before. That's
0: fine. <laughs> like, but it really is, it's changed my outlook from this like get up, check my phone, like see what's going on with email and social. I kind of most of the time don't. And I just get into this like mindless workout routine. And then I just feel, I feel so good all day. And I cannot even believe I'm saying those words out loud. Like, yeah, who am I? Wow. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. So one of the things we love to talk about on social proof is you know we're in the business of influencer marketing, right? So we have this network of of people throughout the US who we harness for campaigns for the brands, the kind of big household names that we serve. And influencer marketing gets such a bad rap as being like this super fake industry. You know, we always reference like everyone's visual is the influencers in the wild, <laughs> like Instagram account, where it's just poor behavior and materialism and mm-hmm. all of this. And so we're over here kind of waving the slag and saying, you know, there's a lot of good and a lot of positive that happens on social media. And there are, uh, we always say that we're enabling real people to make a living from their living rooms. And we have, I think, very high standards for it. And we're trying to kind of like bring the honor and respect kind of, I don't even know if I can say back to this industry, just to this industry. So, you know, obviously we've invited you. We like to invite people who have influence, who wield influence. So, um, which you do, you have this community and this network. I know everyone always is like, really me, influencer. But, you know, I guess I'd like to know, knowing that you have that power and that you have um, people who look to you and watch you, What are some of your non-negotiables and how you conduct yourself in life and wield that influence?
1: Yeah, well, it's funny that I made like the wind's face when you were like, you have an influence. But like, I've always known that. And even before social Mm -hmm. media was a thing, I knew that too. Mm -hmm. Like, I've always been a cheerleader and a champion for brands that I'm like super passionate about, whether it's a local business or a big company. Like, if I love your thing, like I'm going to tell Every single person I know, and I'm going to be Precisely. like freaking out about you. And I do think that's why I have such great relationships with such uh-huh. amazing business owners and founders because I just freak Absolutely. out when they mm. like tell me about their thing. And so I think that's basically my major non-negotiable is like, I have to be into your thing. Like yeah. if mm. I love what you're doing, so if I think it's really cool, if I think you're really cool and have integrity, then like I'm going to be so bad about it but if I'm just not into it, then like, I'm just not that into it. And Mm -hmm. I think that comes back to like my own desire for authenticity and vulnerability in all the places in my life. It's Mm going to come no matter what, if I'm talking about a product that I really like, or a brand that I really like, or a conversation I want to have with women about whatever thing that they're going Mm -hmm. on in their life.
0: Yeah. I love
1: that. Um, I love that we often get
0: Essentially, that answer, but these really neat different iterations of it, mm-hmm. that it all comes back to, yes, authenticity and, you know, really believing in and standing behind the product. And I loved hearing you describe that because that's me to a T. That's why Soapbox exists today because I'm not fanatical, like, have you heard about this wine? You must drink it. Drink it now. I will not rest until you drink this wine. Right? I've purchased so many things because of that.
2: <laughs> so. No, I know my friends say she's elderly and not an influencer. (laughs) So many things. I feel
1: like I was born to be a hype girl. Like that's what I do. And so, like, if you're cool, I'm gonna hype you. Like it's just how it
0: is. Okay, that might be embarrassing. Sorry. That's the title of this episode. I was born to be a hype girl. Love it.
2: Shannon, what do you think? Okay, so you talk about how your job is just to like bring people together so they have a safe place and people all around them. And I'm Mm -hmm. such a champion of that. I love that because I try and do that so much in my life of, you know, you you just feel safe when you have someone that you're like, okay, I know you will understand this. I know I can come to you. And rant, and then you bring me back in, you know, <laughs> like. So what? How do you do that in your life? Like, who is it in your life that you go to with things?
1: Yeah, well, like I have a wolf pack, like a full-on yes. girl Love tribe it. wolf pack, and this I'm is a girl new with a wolf. Like I did Scary. not, I didn't have it in my twenties. I I joke that like I partied a lot in my twenties, so I don't really have a whole lot of friends from then because I'm not a very nice drunk person. <laughs> So like in my 30s, like I just am so fortunate that I feel like I stumbled into this group of women, but I I didn't stumble. No, they Mm -hmm. are all women that have at some point worked on rebel and we've just formed this friendship where like anyone can call anyone for any reason. The Mm -hmm. group chat is like off the chain. It's like everything from like <laughs> did you see this coffee table that this vintage seller is selling today on a flash sale to like my wow. husband fell off his bike and we're going to the emergency room to like wow. how's your cat doing? Yeah. I know she went to the vet. Like it's just <laughs> all the things. Yeah. And I say like I didn't know I didn't have it until I had it. Mm, and yeah. I think that's the experience of so many women. Like we're focused on our career, on relationships, yeah. on our family, and unless you Grew up seeing women be friends or having a really tight knit group of friends, like you probably don't even realize that that's something that you need in Mm. your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I've talked to a lot of founders that like operate in this space. I literally interviewed this woman that made a friendship app. It's like ranked one of Apple's best apps, it's like the Tinder for friendship. And she's, like, very science about it. Like, Mm. there is research that show that, like, your physical health is dependent on how connected you are to other human beings. So, like, literally having friends is better for your health. Yeah. But unless you're willing to, again, like, be vulnerable and, like, put in the work to, like, have those relationships, like, you just can't. Like, I didn't Mm. make time for friends when I was really busy and burning out. Yeah. And that Mm. was a big Mm. loss in my life. Yeah. Yeah a lot of correlation there. Yeah.
0: That's so interesting. I feel like so many things that you say, this is perhaps why I like you because I see it's like looking in a mirror in some ways um, because yeah, same. I just, Mm -hmm. you know, I knew everybody and socialized and was very friendly with everyone on the planet, you know, knew everyone I crossed in the street, but did not really start to cultivate uh, friendships and female friendships, I would say, until you know, I would almost call it the last three to five years that I've really Same. realized. Um, fewer, higher quality, mm. you know, less but better. Um, and it it is so interesting. I think there's also something to be said for, which I, I always thought this was something people said when this, they got to their 40s to make themselves feel better. But like your 40s really are pretty freaking cool because and hopefully it gets better from here because you are you're just so comfortable with who you are and you know what you want in your friendships and your relationships and yeah. you know your work life and you you're I think you become very done with posturing and very done with you know what society or the workplace demands of you and it's it's always interesting yeah. to hear different perspectives on that love your yeah. love your view
2: I f- I'm like in well, my late hope- 20s and seeing that already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish crazy. people had told me then, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. it's yeah. so funny. I hope there's a cultural shift happening too, right? Yeah. I yeah. think there was years ago this idea that women had to compete with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the the narrative anymore. Mm-mm. So I'm hopeful that women earlier in their lives will realize how important it is to invest in female friends. hmm for sure. So, talk about that a little bit. Um, you have um, you, you talked at,
0: at the beginning about you know work really hard, work really hard, burn out, work really hard, work really hard, burn out, and now you're building, have built this entire you know business entity around this message. You're very Ariana Huffington, right? About this, <laughs> my business is now keeping you from burning out. And yet it's demanding, it's fast paced. And so what do you do for you? What do you do to balance or to slow yourself down and put the brakes on when you find yourself going too hard?
1: Yeah, well, I've worked, I've done a lot of therapy and worked with many coaches to get to the root of why I was doing that, like why, mm-hmm. I, why I was working so hard. And basically it came down to, I felt like I have to prove myself to be worth something. So right? Like mm-hmm. my value is in my productivity. So if I'm not doing something and like creating something, then I'm not valuable. Mm. And so now that I just like know that's not true, I'm just I'm just don't have the bad habits that I had before. Like mm. I actually am a really productive person. So like it probably takes me way less time to do things that like an average person would take because Mm. like I'm just good at doing things really efficiently and so I haven't fallen back in the trap of doing too much or putting more on my plate than I need to because I just don't have that like core belief that's like fueling me to like prove myself
0: Mm, that's huge it is yeah that's I think that's a message that more people need to hear and kind of discover early and find yeah like where is my threshold Right. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Shara and I have a lot of these conversations. Yeah. We have um we have values that we've built together at Soapbox. And it's amazing how often they come into the podcast conversations. But, you know, one Shara and I always talk about is done is better than perfect. Like we're not looking for perfection here. We're looking for completion. And um yeah, it's just interesting. It's like we're getting these learnings and then we're like, this is so important. We must hang it on the wall and look at it every day to Maybe. remind ourselves to, to think this way. So yeah. we start to pick up a lot of good stuff along the way.
2: I know. I feel like I'm just constantly inspired every week. Yeah. I'm just like, ooh. Yeah, we're fortunate in what we do in a big, big
0: way. So I'm curious. We, um, we're we giant nerds, and so we tend to have, like, it's amazing to me the, the number of conversations we have on the podcast that evolve around the Enneagram or your chronotype and just kind of like who you are and how you're wired. And you alluded to some of this in talking about your morning routine, but... What do you know about you, whether it's Enneagram, chronotype, <laughs> or some other kind of like, this is me, I've figured me out?
1: <laughs> Man, I don't know my Enneagram. And it is amazing how Ooh. often I get asked that question.
0: You got to take um, it. I want to know.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> really funny. You know, I've taken all those personality assessments, though. I mean, I love it. Like, I love learning about myself and understanding mm. just how I operate, like the, I don't know the names of all of them, but the like ENFJ yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and then yeah. like all of those. But I think the one that sticks with me the most, which is really funny, I couldn't even tell you what assessment this came from, but it was like your <laughs> your strength types and they each oh, have yeah. like a a name. And so one of my, one of my strengths is woo, W-O-O, yeah. uh-huh. I didn't know yeah. what this uh-huh. meant, but it means winning others over. And so I took this assessment and then I told my mentor about it. And she was like, oh, yeah, duh. And I'm like, what do you mean, (laughs) duh? Like, I didn't know that this is a thing. And she's like, yeah, Shannon, like, you could pretty much email anyone and get them to do what you want them to do. And I was like, I mean, I do write a good email. but." I think I I liked learning that about myself because, right, like I've learned how to be friendly with people. I've learned how to like build relationships quickly, right? Like this is a skill that I've developed over time, but I never really like gave it much credit to like, this is a way that I can be successful. So mm-hmm. my role yeah. in Rebel is often the programming, right? So like, yeah. it's my job to get the speakers and the workshop hosts and the people that I want to have on stage say mm-hmm. yes to me, right? Yeah. And so knowing that's what I'm good at is really yeah. helpful and that I can be like, look, this is what I'm going to do and right. this is why I'm good at this thing. Mm. So I need people to do other things like follow through, which I have no ability to I, do, or attention to detail. Please don't let me ever send an email out. Like yeah. I think that's been really <laughs> helpful to learn about Like my innate skill is getting people to do what I want. I think oh, you and Beth could
2: be I doppelgangers. I think it's
1: actually <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> this oh, is like, I have wow. a
0: hypothesis on your ideogram. And I didn't know I have woo, but as you described it, I'm like, no, that's oh, you. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, that's yeah. Basically, like I'm accustomed to reaching out to people and them saying yes. Like that's. Yeah. <laughs> And then you'll notice or them because— Or then
1: saying no, and then I keep emailing them. I know, and then
0: I will never leave you alone. <laughs> like, so just say yes. But it's so funny because I think—so I do hypothesize that you could be a seven, an Enneagram seven, which is what I am. And you probably experienced it even for the, the podcast because I'm like, hi, Shannon, it's me. Will you be on the podcast? And you're like, yes. I'm like, cool, I'm out. Like, And here comes yeah. Allie like, yes, I am the detail-oriented person who will actually tell you where to be and what to do, right? So correct. having yes. those people— and just knowing your strengths, I'm guessing you probably did some version of the Strength Finder. Um, is that what that so, one
2: is? I think maybe,
0: okay. but it's so it's good. I know. I think that
2: sounds right. Yeah.
0: We're obsessed with that too. Like the more we can understand who we are and how we operate and what we're not great at so doing, it's so fun. It's so interesting. And so I bet we that's made huge
1: one. for. Your, oh, you did? Oh. We made a Rebel assessment. Did I miss and this? And it basically it's on our website, oh, rebel.com. It's what type of rule breaker are you? Ooh, I did so see So the this. idea yes. is, like, every woman in the world is a rule breaker. Like, yes. it's impossible to exist without breaking yes. some rule. So mm. you can figure out, like, on what end of the spectrum are you? Are you, like, are you like a revolutionary? Style? <laughs> okay. Like, I'm going to burn all this shit down? Yes. Or are you, like a little more reserved like are you a bridge builder like do you help mm. people like get from the old ways to the new ways so or like good. what like in between ooh, uh, so that was really fun and I, uh, I was inspired by other assessments to like make it ooh, but yeah you can like go check it out and see
0: which one yeah, you
2: yeah I'm like should my mom take it for me or me oh well that tells <laughs> us it? right I feel like she'd be like you are about to burn this house yeah. down <laughs> That's yeah. so
0: great. We'll be sure to link it. I know people will love that because none of us yeah. can get enough of a good test or quiz anyway, right? right? Like yeah. because I love how these like assessments, they just basically give us permission to indulge in ourselves. Like totally. <laughs> that's totally all it is. So what I mean my it was really
1: fun to make too. Like we put um like celebrities that you're similar to based Ooh. on your results. And I even went so far as to, like make a playlist that you can listen to <gasps> based oh on she your rule breaker type, <laughs> and they are all like total ragers. So,
0: oh my gosh, Charlotte actually has to leave the podcast now just to run and take the test. Yeah, and, actually, like
1: download the playlist. <laughs>
0: just You're to speaking playlists. her love language. <laughs> yeah, she actually thought she signed on for a music podcast. I'm pretty sure <laughs> oh, man. And was like sorely disappointed <laughs> yeah. by Yeah. <the laughs> That's so funny. So have you, do you read any of Gretchen Rubin, like The Happiness Project or The Happier Podcast? I have read The the Happiness Project, yes. She's so interesting. She has an uh, assessment, um, The Four Tendencies. This Uh is going to be my segue because in a minute, we're going to ask you what you're devouring, which you've kind of alluded to, like something you're watching, reading, a podcast you're just binging a, a series per chance. Um, and then we also want to know, like, what's a thing you're really into? This is your chance to be an influencer. Like, what's the the thing you're into right now? But I'm going to like supersede it by saying, so Gretchen Rubin has this, um, it's called the Four Tendencies Quiz. And it's really, really interesting because it's basically, it, it reminds me of some of the rule breaker um, type mentality because it's very much like how you interact with expectations of yourself I'm like, I want to lose 10 pounds and, you know, am I going to do that or not? And then like expectations of society, like, do you run stop signs? Do you come to a rolling stop? Those sorts of things. And so I can't ever remember them all, but there's like the questioner. I'm married to a scientist. He's very much the questioner. Like, I will do the thing if you prove to me that it is an intelligent thing to do. But then self-expectations, like if he decides to drop 15 pounds, he just does it and it's Maddening, yeah, but I bring this up because my tendency, my type is the rebel, which is that I eschew society's expectations of me and I eschew my own, right? So, I like I'm going to push back on all of it, um, which is any it, it's interesting, and so she her assessment really teaches you how to kind of deal with yourself on that, um, because I'm the one who's going to push back on any demand, expectation, deadline, or just blatantly ignore it. And so my poor team has to learn how mm-hmm. to like manage me and get shit done. Like, right, no, actually, <laughs> like, you have to, like, have to be
1: there. Like, actually, you're <laughs> showing up for this, Beth.
0: So anyway, you'll have yeah, to no, take a Yeah, no, we're it. the I'd same person. We literally okay. are.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm literally not going to do anything anyone tells me ever, Mm-mm, including myself. No, no, including myself. Yeah, you're like, I have an hour of cartoons and then we'll talk,
0: like, perhaps
2: Perhaps. <laughs> if I'm in the right mood. Exactly. And if I'd have my lunch, exactly. maybe.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm really excited to hear about, number one, what you're devouring, what you're consuming, and number two, what you are so into right now.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I am obsessed with Bridgerton. I know. Like, I want to hear more. I'm a TV watcher. So that's <laughs> why this Same. is so revolutionary. I, lo- I literally only watch cartoons. So, like, the fact that I sat down and watched an adult Show for myself, and I'm probably going to watch it again. Like that's a big deal. i I'm um, I do have a podcast actually that I've been dying to tell people about. Well, I have two. Okay, so tell us. One is um that's messed up. Oh, and it's basically these two women that are comedians.
2: Okay, I love it already. Recap
1: episodes of Law and Order SVU, <laughs> and then they oh, research awesome. the crimes that the episodes are based on. What? And then they interview an actor from the show. Wow. So like, Ooh. I haven't watched Law & Order in a really long time, but I'm like obsessed. Because it's basically like oh. watching a Law & Order episode and then learning about the real thing. But it's so Canadians. good. And it's so funny. Oh. Yes. Oh. Okay, I love so it. That so that's one. Everyone should go look it up. It's kind of new. There's like only a few episodes. And then my other favorite show that I tell everybody about is You're Wrong About. Oh. And basically... <laughs> It's these two awesome people. Have you seen this? Have you heard of it? No, no, no. Okay. So they find like pop culture events from like the 90s. And then they explain to you through all kinds of research. While whatever you think about it, you're totally wrong about. Say no more.
0: Like 90s. But the way I
1: found myself obsessed with this podcast is they did a recap of Jessica Simpson's memoir. (laughs) And they like. You like <laughs> love Jessica Simpson by the end and they like just tell you all about like what's really going on behind the scenes huh. and like it's just fascinating. Oh, and my they gosh, talk about music, you know, great. like how yeah. the music industry totally took advantage of her and like mm. just it's just it's awesome. So that's you're wrong so about, cool. and that's you yeah, just going to come back. This is great. <laughs> Those are my podcasts. You're going okay. to oh, thank up? me you're so on. much. Okay. And
0: Bridgerton. Yeah, we'll obviously link them all. So I know I'm going to love Bridgerton, and I'm almost like self-medicating. Like, why? Like, like, Do I it. I don't
1: know. Don't Okay, because I'm
0: watching something ridiculous and kind of embarrassing. I don't even know if I should bring it up. But Let's um, You're the Worst, it's on Hulu, and it is okay. just trashy horrible hysterical jacob have you watched this i know people can't see you but it is fantastic (laughs) um so you're the worst is what i'm benching and i'm like embarrassed that i just brought that up in
2: public that happened to me (laughs) yeah it's called the great on hulu actually like hulu what are you doing but it's it's about like the russian royal family catherine the great and how she comes to power. And it's just like, I was telling Beth this the other day, and they say huzzah all the time. And so now I've caught <laughs> myself like being like, huzzah. Oh, and I'm like, oh gosh, I've <laughs> got to stop this. I
1: literally called my husband my lord for two days, and he
2: got so <laughs> mad. Oh. <laughs> I was like, incredible my lord. that is what hello, are we having my
0: lord. For my <laughs> what is for dinner that's amazing yeah it's actually funny when we talk about we do this devour section i feel like we often we are kind of cerebral because we're usually we're reading something really riveting and so it just sure. feels good to just be yeah You're just like, being actually kind of,
2: can i tell you my guilty pleasure yeah, right now, exactly, please. exactly. <laughs> yes I
0: love that. okay so what what are you so into this is your chance to be an influencer for real. Oh, my God.
1: This is going to be so bad, though. I'm ready. I'm so into naps that I am like <laughs> really into fancy pajamas and like oh, having tell. really nice bougie pajama sets mm-hmm. that match. So yes. I got rid of all of my old pajamas. I only mm-hmm. now have black pajamas. Ooh, you I are asked
0: bougie. for my
1: birthday yes. for a Luna yeah, <gasps> it's everywhere. You've seen uh, those on Instagram, right? The ads—they're oh, yeah. like two hundred fifty dollars for a robe. But I was like, have it! I deserve it!" And absolutely. so I really hope I'm going to get a really fancy robe for my birthday. And I don't Love know, it. like I just feel like I'm such a grown up when I like mm. have like my nice pajamas on, and it also makes right the snuggling in the morning with my kids extra nice because yes, I'm in like absolutely. nice pajamas. I mean, it's an
0: investment
2: no. in your family, basically. Yeah, I, that's what I, I hear saying. Game. No, I just ordered, it's so funny you say that, a like black satin pajama set. So yes! I'm right there with you. Yes. You got it. Yes. That's so and funny. And I like take my dog out in the morning and I'm like wearing it. <laughs> and I'm like, just oh, god, being extra. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Do I, I love it. that. I love that. What are you obsessed with right now, Beth? <sighs> I feel like,
0: did I already mention this? I feel like I mentioned it a lot. I'm just, I'm still really into the rower just really into it. Okay, but I did already cover that. So here's my other one. I can see it from here. So we have arrow gardens, oh. and I am gradually putting them everywhere in my life. So these are the little hydroponic systems, and they're—I mean, they're expensive. They're yeah. ridiculous. But I got one as a gift maybe a year and a half ago, and there's no, like, dirt or roots. They have these little pods, and it's just a water-based system that you plug in, and it's got a light— and so my sister got one for me and I started growing like basil and lettuces and greens. Um, and you've got this constant harvest, like with no washing and no dirt and no, you're just like, it feels kind of like 2050 or something. Um, but I love mine. And so here we are, it's, you know, late January and I pull a salad one or two salads a Every week day, from mine at home. So then I accosted everyone here, and now we have two at the office, and people walk in and are like, is that lettuce you got growing there in that table? And we're like, yes, yes, it is. So we just walk around and we snip our little salads, and it's really weirdly rewarding, yeah. and we're really into our small farm indoors here at Soapbox. So that's what I'm into, Arrow yeah. Gardens.
2: Yeah. No, awesome. you, She's
0: very in. I'm really, it's, yeah. I'm exhaustingly into them. <laughs>
2: Fresh greens for all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just snipping, harvesting my lunch. It's
2: really cool. Yeah. yeah. And we get the benefit of it. So yeah. I'll take it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. So I love it. Um, I want to kind of come back to you as we wrap up, Shannon, and basically have you give a shameless plug for all the conferences, platforms, podcasts. Like, tell people where to get more Shannon in their lives.
1: Ooh, I mean, that's a whole extra service. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. No, so Ready to Rebel is our site, and that's where we keep everything. I am literally right now in the process of planning our March virtual conference. Mm. I got my first speaker to confirm Uh, yesterday, which is a big deal. So
2: exciting.
1: And um, so, yeah, we'll be selling tickets for that in the next couple of weeks. Our membership community, the Rebel community, doors are always open so you can join that. We do panels every month and meetups and have really cool conversations in there. And the swell program, like I said, is a peer mentor program. We open the doors for that a couple times a year. So probably end of March will be the next time that we are taking applications for that. And yeah, everything's at Ready to Rebel. You can find me on Instagram there as well.
0: I love it. We will be sure to link everything. And I was super sad to miss the, I guess it was the fall. When was your last one? Was it October or November-ish? Yeah. Uh, And I had a conflict and couldn't make it. So I'm getting March on my calendar ASAP and can't wait. You always bring it. You bring it with the speakers and the content. So hopefully lots of our community can join as well. They'll love it. So. Yeah, Shannon, such fun to have you on. Um, We could talk to you all day. In fact, we may, but um, really appreciate you carving out (laughs) time to be on Social Proof.
2: Yes, thanks. Thank you for having me. Add us to your FaceTime list, you know. Yeah, put us on your FaceTime FaceTime. list. You can talk to us.
0: Show us your robe. I will add Show us the robe. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Shannon. We loved having you. We'll see you soon. Bye.